Jackson gave me the news of a planet far away. And Colonel O'Neill will assemble a team that will try to save the day. Dr. Sam has a master plan and a science attitude. And the Jaffa Teal is part of the deal with his trusty Goa'uld. It's just a regular day at Stargate Command and it might be hard to understand. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. <laughs> Hi, Ergo. To three fresh short. Perfect. I'm your co fry Sarah, featured by our guest star, Ergo the Cat. Uh, hi, I am our co fry Christina. My cats are avoided. Oh, wait, actually, there is one. Oh. Uh, Silhouetting in the background. I am your co fry Rebecca, and there are no cats in my house because Bonnie is terrified of them. Oh. That hurts me. And that's all you need to know about us. Podcast over. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Done. This is how I feel about this one. We're getting through it. He wasn't here before you guys. You saw. He jumped up mid-theme song. I heard it. I I saw it. I was waving. I was like, hey, Ergo. (laughs) Oh, you can see it. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you... Maybe you, we can't see your view no. is different from mine. You can see me pick my nose the whole time. I oh, bet. I can see everything <laughs> you're doing. All of it. Oh my goodness! Awesome. Well, today we are back to an episode review. I loved our tropes episode last week. It was so mm-hmm. much fun. But we are back, <laughs> back to the grind. <laughs> doing some episode reviews he's so needy for those who are obviously listening and not watching ergo is full-on cat mastering right now all up in the mic just taking over the show and we love that that's just a screenshot that'll be our instagram post love it i'm also i also appreciate the fact that you uh took my request for the thumbnail i did i really wanted that that picture of jack doing the la 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 i'm not i'm not listening that was literally the best part of the episode yes it was so that leads us into we're talking about season three episode 11 it's past and present but before do we have anything for the fry box maybe we have like we have some a few cryptic things so we'll uh we'll hop in the fry box real quick so (laughs) Just, just wipe down. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm oh, God. Rebecca, do you want to leverage the crypticness? Because I don't know how far I yeah. would or would not take the crypticness. So I'm going to let you take the lead on this one to share. Sure. Um, I've done this for the companion, too. And people get mad at me because it is going to stay incredibly vague and cryptic. Um, Super vague. But we were approached by some people about talking about a thing that uh, will will be revealed hopefully very, very soon for you. Um, but just know that it's very exciting. Um, I'm I so Sarah and Christina know more about the thing than I do at this point, which is really frustrating because 
I was the one that got messaged. But um, yeah, um, I don't know what else to say without giving things away, but it's super exciting. Um, it's really cool that we were reached out to. Um, yeah, for sure. I think I would say this about it. If you are obviously a loyal Stargate fan, as you are, if you are still listening to us two years later, um, this is something that we're really excited that will become in existence. It's something that will be welcomed by the fandom. And it's something we're excited to have, yeah, like been looped into. Um, yeah. So stick around because the next few weeks more will come on this. But it's nice because there hasn't been newness of any sort of avenue to kind of latch onto. And this is a cool thing. This is a really, really cool thing. So yes, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think it is. And I'm, I'm, I'm so looking forward to actually being able to talk about it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but that means, you know, we have some authority apparently. <laughs> it's so weird. People listen that's, to us. Which is that's wild. the boggling thing. Like, I don't know why you guys are here, but I mean, it's obviously for You're still Rebecca's here. Rebecca's production skills and Sarah's amazing notes and my comedic your, dissociative patterns. Your Danielness. Um, <laughs> yeah. You've, two years, too. That was the it other thing. Been, yeah. Mm -hmm. Christina tagged us in a TikTok, which TikTok has started doing on this day. Like mm -hmm. the latest I love it. Date. And uh, two years ago, yesterday, it was the 15th, mm -hmm. um, was when <laughs> the infamous... Sarah, just go ahead. Free balling. We're free balling. Which was, you know, I was kind of like projecting to be like, that's disgusting. But I was in the closet because I hate underwear. I think it's all known now. I fucking, <laughs> I fucking hate wearing underwear. Oh. I am out and proud about it. I hate it. Absolutely. Oh, it's, it's the worst. It's, the, it's worst. the worst. Like, I'm that person. This is like, whatever at this point. I will only put on underwear when I don't want to wear pants. And like, I just, that's all I want. Like if I'm too hot and I need to be walking around the house, that's the only time I actually wear underwear is when like, that's my only option. So like, I feel you on that one. I can't have the layers. It's too much. It's too, it's much. too much. I'm like, listen, you got to vent that oven sometimes ladies, <laughs> like <laughs> truly like let the girls breathe. Okay. Like, but, like, I also understand that, like, it doesn't, like, there is a need for it. And, like, I think, Sarah, we're probably in this, like, sensory anomaly where that, like, it's just, there are some that struggle with it, but others, it is necessary. Like, True. It is not, yeah, I'm not, I know. not trying to tell you not to, no, not no, no, to do no. that. I, I agree. Like, <laughs> I know some people, like, it's, it's a comfort thing, and depending on, like, a lot of different factors. So, by all means, if, if you don't like, but, if you have it, give it a try. All I say is I recommend it. Give it a try. Everybody has their sensory things one way or another. Yeah. Our sensory thing way. is like we fucking hate it. So <laughs> some people are like, I can't do without it. So yeah. uh, I'm on the fence. I don't I'm like some days, some days not. <laughs> it's been years since I've had a wedgie and it's fantastic. You know, <laughs> like I'm so happy for you. I'm, I'm just <laughs> anyway this is i'm sure our listeners will love to hear this <laughs> while we're talking about this I've gotten... listeners that we have i'm sure they will love to hear this about us of course i mean um, facts are facts it's fine yeah it's so, fine we're adults here yeah we're we're all grown-ups so yeah so all of that to say two years ago look at erky oh <laughs> you're so handsome free balling, free balling 
became a thing. And it's I it's crazy that it's been two years. We've gotten so much better too. If you listen to some of our previous episodes, we were a hot mess. It's okay. We've grown so much. We we've gotten so much better. It's just like the first season of SG One itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Also, if anybody um, uh, that was at South Carolina Comic Con is listening to this uh, in the future, after I gave you my business card, our business card, welcome to the show. That's welcome. all I have to say. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you. But here. like, if they started at the beginning, it'll be two years till they get here. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll binge it. It's fine. It's... Oh, anyway. so anything else for the fry box? I think that's it. No. So it's just keep keep an eye out for the vague thing that we're going to make it's, not vague soon. It's very so. concrete. It's 100% happening mm-hmm. at some point. So just like stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay, now on to ugh. Okay. So we <laughs> we're talking about season 3 episode 11 past and present. So mm-hmm. laid on me. How do you guys feel about this episode? Thoughts, prayers. Uh, <laughs> it, if you're a Daniel Stan, I can see that you would have major problems with this episode. Mm-hmm. Because how long ago did Sharae die? The hmm. last episode or two. Correct. Like, literally, oh like God. she just died. The whole point of this is me and then I'm getting this out of my system so we can go on. So if you are a Daniel Stan and you don't remember this episode and you don't piece it all together, they did our boy so wrong. Because he's always this like stand up guy, but he's actually like such a fucking prick in this scene of events. Because sorry, my cats are now deciding to totally engage here because I got very agitated. So they're coming to check on me. <laughs> are you um, okay? So they are like checking on me. But it's just this whole thing starts because he's gonna go find his wife. That's the whole emotional drive. And then they forget about it and they're like, oh shit, we need to wrap that up kill her off and then the very next episode daniel is out there just wanting to fuck boy around and i just don't think that's good for his character like i don't think that's appropriate to the true nature of what his character is and what he stands for Mm. and they didn't stay true to the overall like if he were to be a real person in real life i just don't believe that that's how daniel would have acted in such a way and so i hate it I also hate that they match two intellectuals and like be like, oh, well, they're two really smart people. They're just gonna automatically get together. Like that doesn't always happen either. So anyway, more on that at the very end. Yeah, I'm gonna like Sam and shut. Jack for all the haters and losers out there that are anti-Sam Jack. Like, look, yeah. he's kind of dumb. She's real smart. I mean, he's smart in his own way. Like, anyway, I Sorry. digress. Let's get, get into that. Yeah, when we so, get to a certain part in this, I will add to your thing, Christina, about how like. It's even obvious to the characters, basically. Yeah. So yeah. I there, I could not care less about this ham-fisted like bullshit romance that they try to shove in there. There were so many other things in this episode that were far more interesting that mm-hmm. I wanted to fucking learn about. And I'm like, you could have. I don't need that shitty like. We didn't bullshit. need a love story. I no. wanted to learn more about this world about Kira. Like, I wanted to learn so much more about that. That would have been such a better story. And it's like, have some shitty romance for, like, seven minutes. Like, we could have fit so much more Yeah, I honestly, there's, like, there seems to be no reason per the plot 
why yeah. it had to have been a romance. Like we've had many examples of Daniel just being like decent to people mm-hmm. when nobody else is w- wanting to be without mm-hmm. it turning into yeah. like a romance situation. So, yeah. So like, and there are other episodes that have done it like need, for example, I think the romance benefit that storyline, if you want to call it romance, mm-hmm. because it was like integral to like the need. It was like he was addicted and like she was addicted mm-hmm. to his addiction type of thing. So it kind of yes. made sense to the storyline. This is just I, I we already didn't care about Sharae because they didn't put enough and invest enough into that storyline for us to care about her. So it's like I truly extra don't give a fuck about this. Mm-hmm. Like I want more and and again like we'll get into it more when we kind of break the episode down but there were far more interesting things they could have done and they didn't Mm. and that's where my frustration came from so you guys ready any other thoughts Mm -hmm. nope no let's get let's get into it let's just get into it so the premise of this episode is sg1 encounters an entire planet suffering from amnesia the planet's leader a woman named kira returns to earth with sg1 to find a cure but even as kira and daniel develop a mutual attraction (laughs) sg1 suspects she might not be who she appears to be so that's like the little synopsis that you see when you play it on netflix or whatever so the episode opens with a B and E, as always. We're breaking and entering here on SG1. They arrive and it's like a storage unit where the Stargate and a bunch of other stuff are locked up. Very in- Earth-like boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is another thing I'll just point out now about this episode. This planet is like kind of, it looks like they're in the middle of an industrial revolution. So mm-hmm. I would equate it, I was trying to think like maybe to Earth in the 1930s ish. Like there's factories, mm-hmm. they have like all of their photographs, they have photographs, they have notebooks, they have book books. They have stuff blimps. Printed. In the they, have, they have blimps. What was it, Hindenburg? God, mm-hmm. we should tell them about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might not want to do that, guys. <laughs> so i would Bad equate idea. it to like maybe even like jonas's planet Kelowna. Mm-hmm. like they were like yeah. what, 1940s era Pretty similar, so yeah this is the first time we've kind of seen a planet that's at that level of advancement which is super interesting one of the things they could have focused on instead of some bullshit romance i digress <laughs> interesting <laughs> thing number one that they dropped the ball on so they hear people talking and approaching the warehouse. A man and a woman whose name are Orner and Maris enter and SG-1 reveal themselves. Jack asks to speak to somebody in charge and the man introduces himself as Orner. And he's kind of confused. He's like, where are your papers? Like he's trying to give this like, I'm an authority, but no mm-hmm. one's buying that. And it's like, okay. So they explain that they're travelers and they introduce themselves by name. And Orner even's like, he looks at Teal. He's like, who would give you a name like Teal? And Teal, because like my father, it means strength. And the woman, the poor lady doesn't even have a name. I had to look it up. Her name is Maris, but in the transcript, she's just woman. <laughs> Maris is like, you remember your father? So Orner says if they remember their past, they would not have been here for the Vorlix, which we find out is some cataclysmic event that occurred on their planet that took away everything they know about themselves, all of their memories, and they can only remember events since the day of the Vorlex, but nothing before. And we have our opening credits. So right off the start, interesting premise. 
I like, I love, and this is where, like, to your point, Sarah, it's so frustrating because it's such an interesting setup. Like, I like the way, like, wait, there's, like, memory lost, how, the why, like, there's so Mm -hmm. much other things. And this is not a storyline we typically see as often gone after. And, yeah, it's just, yeah. From what we've seen, it doesn't appear that the Gould have interfered on this planet. Mm -hmm. So, like, these people have <laughs> just saw a cat leap in the background. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, like, again, this is kind of new and interesting, and we haven't gotten any of this yet. And what they choose to focus on kind of stinks out loud. So, Sam is testing for any radioactivity, finds nothing out of the ordinary, and she's like, the map didn't see anything either. We get this cute, like line from jack he's like well the mouth is worthless but i'll trust you i'm like yeah that's Hmm. your girl you got it so orner speaks up and he's like there isn't anything to worry about kira says whatever caused this vorlex has come and gone it's been a year or so the first days after the vorlex there was like all this panic and confusion and the first thing he remembers was running in the street next to maris but he doesn't even know who she is she doesn't remember her he was just like near her when he kind of became conscious and aware. So Sam concludes that there must be some kind of mass amnesia effect, but doesn't know what could cause it on such a large scale. Like she said, she had a friend who was in the Gulf war who like had a head injury and she lost her memory. So it can happen, but she didn't know what could cause it on this mass scale. Orner says that their elders are missing as well. There's no old people and they have no actual memory of the elders, but there's photographs of them that exist. So it's like, well, if there's these photographs in each home, they have to be somewhere. Mm-hmm. And there's also no children. So they don't know if there ever any were children or like there's no photographs of them or like what's going on. Where are the kids? Well, and I forget because they don't even, if they have no memories from before, like, they barely have a concept then of how children even have exist from, they wouldn't even have memories of like sex unless people had sex and all of a sudden got pregnant. And then they're like, Oh, that's how the babies happen. But like, if their memories are gone, gone, like that's a fucked up way to come into experiencing all that too. And Maris makes a point. She's like, well, we had to have come from somewhere. There has to be children somewhere. Like, where did we come from? So they have like an idea of like some like we just don't have all the pieces so orner mentions children or i'm sorry he mentions kira again and if they have any information that could help kira would be the lady to go to like she is the authority on a lot of things she's the minister of health science and reconstructing in the vir i forget how to say it bias uh transaction transitional government so like they they formed like this like temporary government to get shit back together um and they they admit like we would be so lost without her we need her she's been integral in helping us get to where we are now so sg1 follow Warner and a woman the woman poor maris has no name no out of the warehouse onto what appears to be an industrial world which again i would equate it to like 1930s u.s like post-industrial revolution but not like too advanced somewhere in there Orner and Maris do have this really cute dynamic um, where they're kind of bickering on each other like an old married couple. And you get the sense that they they have, like, are they, like, brother and sister? Because, like, from first watch, you would be like, they're definitely related. And, like, that's, that's like a brother and sister, like, fighting 
or like an old married couple or something. And <laughs> he's she's like she's kind of like cranky that he's talking up Kira. He's like, you don't have to flatter her. She's not even in the room. And he's like, just go home. I'll be home later. And she's like, well, don't expect dinner. And he's like, I never do. So like, <laughs> it's this very like, but it's kind of cute. Like, it's not mean or hateful or anything. It's just like this, you can tell that they're familiar with each other in a way that goes beyond what they know about each other. So, SG-1 are led to a hospital, and we see Kira helping a woman who's having an allergic reaction, since the Vorlex people who have had food allergies don't remember them. Oh, and Kira, God. Which is, like, this is so fucking interesting to me. Like, wow, I never would have thought that. Like, this mm -hmm. is so... Wipe, wipe the memory of an entire population, and, like, all this stuff would happen that you don't even think of like this. People who don't remember what they're allergic to. Or if they have any medical conditions, like say someone's diabetic, oh, like terrifying. they wouldn't remember no. that. So Kira's grinding a powder in a wooden dish and Sam is about to reach for her med kit, but Kira's medicine works and the woman can breathe again. So you can tell she's like pretty smart. She knows medicinal stuff. Um, Daniel assumes Kira was a doctor and she says that she does have the sense that she helped others before the Vorlex. Kira thanks Orner for bringing them to her, and it's kind of awkward, but he's he leaves them. And Kira says that Orner believes that sh they were husband and wife, and he wants to renew their relationship together uh, without having any of their memories. Which, again, this mm. it, it gets brought up later. When Kira's talking to Daniel, she's like relationships have kind of been taboo because we don't know each other so like we don't like it alludes to like we don't want to accidentally have incest with people yeah which is soup like again like this is fascinating to me like wow so the fact that they've kind of like held off on physical contact which i don't think a lot of people would do honestly like they're mm -hmm. smart enough to think like hey Maybe we should hold off and not like bone down with anyone yet because that could be your sister or that could be but your mother. But also, how would they have that? This is the part that also bothers me is like if you forgot everything, you would also forget that that's like not okay to do. Like you would forget. Maybe, that, like, maybe not. People with amnesia, it's weird. It's weird what they do and don't remember about like mm. things. Yeah. A I'm lot of times it's personal information that they like don't. But like so morality, just, yeah, like, it's it's kind of like I don't know, it's weird. They can still hmm. read too, like they yeah. can still read. Yeah, they Kira, don't forget like everything. You know, Kira's still like really smart. She knows all of her medicine point. stuff, and but you're right. Like, where do you draw the line of like what do we have them remember and what do we have them forget? Yeah, because well, they, they, they could have set that line anywhere in this scenario that because of it's not like head injury amnesia it's some other kind of amnesia so yeah yeah, yeah. well I'm, gl I'm glad they kept it i'm glad that no incest happened although <laughs> since game of thrones some people be rooting for that shit <laughs> you know nope. mm, house of the dragon kind of no. anyway mm -mm. so kira leads them to a library of books and documents and she explains that the people are technically in good health but without all their memories, the production and agriculture have kind of stopped on bias. And when winter comes, they're going to be screwed. So they have to figure out what happened and how to fix it so like they can get society back up and running. 
Um, mm-hmm. So now we have plot up number one. <laughs> Kira, okay. O'Neill, Carter, Daniel, Teal. I'll do Carter and Teal because uh, they don't oh, have a uh, lot. I'll do O'Neill. All right. Just... And then I can do Kira and Daniel. Excellent. Let's go. All right. So Kira says, whatever agent that caused the Vorlex is gone, but its effects were pandemic. If you know who you are, then you cannot be of this world. Oh, uh, well, you know that big around thing that we got stashed in the warehouse down the road? So it is a transportation device. We call it a Stargate. Stargate, yes. Um, Dr. Zervis mentioned that word in his research. Though I had given up hope of ever finding this Dr. Zervis amongst our people, his papers have taught me so much. Here, reading she reads from the book. Our visitors claim our visitor claims to have come to Vias from beyond the stars themselves. Though I still cannot comprehend the science behind the Stargate device she claims to have used. And this says, I have studied this device since, but I have been unable to activate it. And then Daniel says, uh, Kira, could you go back to the part about the visitor again? Kira says, she has mentioned many times in the archive. What can you tell us about her? That she was somewhat of an apothecary and that she did not survive the Vorlex. How do you know that? Uh, the bodies of an elder woman and man were discovered some days later in a building destroyed by explosion. The only remains of our elders we have we have found. We deduced the male must have been Dr. Zervis and the female matches what little description he gave in his notes of the visitor. What is the name of this elder woman? Uh, it is mentioned here. Uh, yes, she calls herself Linnea. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so amnesia check as jack says later in the episode so this was super interesting because i was fully expecting the whole previously on stargate sg1 but they didn't do that in this episode mm-hmm. and fun fact i'll burn it real quick they purposely did it that way because they did not want to like spoil it that it was going to be linnea oh yeah or spoil the surprise which was super cool i'm glad they didn't um, and they give us enough in the episode to kind of jog your memory of, okay, yeah, Hadante, Linnea, Destroyer of Worlds, like all of that stuff. So that <laughs> Destroyer of Worlds. So amnesia check. Linnea is from season two, episode three, Prisoners. She was imprisoned on Hadante for being a war criminal and creating a plague. The plague was designed to be one that she herself could not get. Half the planet's population died, and Linnea promised to save the rest, earning her the name Destroyer of Worlds. (laughs) She tricked SG-1, and they helped her escape Mm -hmm. Hadante. When she came to Earth, she stole information they had about the Stargate network and gate addresses and escaped, leaving behind the message, all debts have now been paid. So mm. there's your refresher on Linnea. So did they find where they where she escaped to? This is super fucking cool, guys, because mm-hmm. a lot of the time we're just left with our asses out. Like, well, I are we going to get closure? Maybe. Who knows? This is like the follow-up to that episode, which we are now going to get closure on, which is super cool. Again, way more interesting things they could have focused on than some shitty romance. I mean, so Doc Frazier arrives on the planet to help run tests and find out why or how. It always the- looks so bizarre when she arrives on a planet. It's just mm-hmm. like, where, where's your where's your lab coat, Doc Frazier? Like, I yeah. love it though. 
She does look out of place. She's like super short too. So it's mm-hmm. like little little baby. No. <laughs> um but yeah. <laughs> so she's trying to help. She's trying to help them figure this out. Back in the library, Daniel and Kira are researching the archives to see what they can learn. So we have da- it's Daniel and Kira. Um All right, one of you has to take over Kira cuz I'm I'll be Daniel. Uh, you got that. Rebecca. I'll be Kira. Yeah. Excellent. <clears throat> I keep finding references to something called, oh, how do we pronounce this? D- Dargal. Dargal. Yes, I found Dargal was a chemical once used as a pesticide. It seems to have had a significant impact on the environment and has since been banned. Yeah, we had a similar problem on my world with a chemical called DDT. It built up in the food chain until entire species were threatened. Yes, I first believed this dargal was related to our loss of memory much the same way, but there's little evidence of it. I found residue only in the bodies of those who have died since the Vorlex. And she gets quiet and she's looking at a picture of an elderly man. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the images of people in the archives look familiar to me. I wonder if I knew this person or that person. There are still so many questions like, why are there no images of children and where have our elders gone? Through your Stargate, perhaps? Well, I suppose it's possible your people foresaw a disaster coming and sent the most helpless to safety. No, Daniel, whatever happened, happened quickly, without warning. How do you know that? Because if you saw a disaster coming, you would have left yourself, you would have left yourselves a note. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like flirty, like, oh, <laughs> they're like smiling at each other. Like, cut, to like the, cut to the other side of this long table where everyone else is and they're all like, oh. Yeah. Fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like you didn't even know they were in the same room, and all of a sudden yeah. like, it cuts to a wide, and there's like Teal Carter and O'Neill sitting at the other end of the table, like what? you're disturbing our study group, guys. God, it's so- this is a library. <laughs> oh, Mm-mm-mm. so yeah, we cue the unnecessary romance. <clears throat> Uh, but this, again, super interesting, a really interesting plot. There was this chemical, this, like, pesticide that they used. Um, it could be related to the memory loss, but they don't really have a lot of evidence of it. What's going on? Is this related? So Jack poses the thought that, hey, amnesia does not really line up with Linnea's track record of being a destroyer of worlds. But Sam points out in a really messed up way it does because Kira said their society is on the verge of collapse. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Teal'c, Teal'c is like, perhaps she's experimenting with other ways to destroy worlds. <laughs> and Jack is like, variety being the spice of life and all. <laughs> but it, I don't know, like, if you're really crazy like that, and it's like, how can I, like... You might get bored. Like, you probably yeah. do want to try different things. Like, I've tried, like, plague. Let's try something else. Like, spice it up. Let's see what happens. In mm-hmm. Experiment here. Which has kind of happened in our history so it's not really outside the realm of possibility no anyway uh plot dump part whatever we're on we got teal o'neill and carter uh it's just a little bit wait mm-hmm. hold on oh wait no 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 never mind no, i was like what 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 what, what, what so what, what? but but sam says like hey it's our responsibility like we fucked up here we're mm-hmm. responsible we let linnea out like we need to do something about it so 
Daniel gives Kira the scoop on Linnea to be like, what happened? How they accidentally let her out? Like, what her whole deal was? And then, as Sam is looking through a shelf, she finds a small notebook in the very back, and it's Linnea's diary. She remembers seeing it. So, Janet enters the library. She confirms what Sam suspected. The best way they can figure out the rest would to have volunteers come back to Earth to work on a cure. Kira, Orner, and Maris volunteer. I like how um, Doc Frazier like goes through like the whole explanation of because she knows that Jack she knows Jack's going to be like no that's not a good idea so she's like mm -hmm. so I could spend a couple of weeks setting up my entire lab on this planet yes in order to have all the things blah 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 or you could just let him come back with us <laughs> she's yeah. like she's already anticipated mm -hmm. all of his pushback oh she knows uh huh it's like listen let's make it easy for all of us here mm -hmm. <laughs> and it does you know it. It works out. So they head back to Earth. Kira sees that Orner is like scared when they're going through the gate. He's kind of like a little apprehensive. And she's like there to reassure him, which kind of cements the fact that like this woman has a lot mm -hmm. of pull. She has a lot of power. She's really charismatic. She's persuasive. She's like this natural leader that people follow. Which it's like she's this really not to be like it's it's subversive because like she's this really soft spoken, kind, mm -hmm. like pretty young lady, and it's like you would not expect her to have that kind of pull. Like people in times of crises don't typically look to, at least if we're looking at like outward appearances, they don't typically look to like those type of people. So well, it's interesting that, I mean she she's proven that she has a lot of knowledge and can help people medically with like medicines and whatnot so like she's proven that she's smart but i kind of wonder like what those first days were like to for her to like gain their trust because nobody remembered anything so it must have been really hectic and crazy for a while there i do think though that there's a case to be made that in times of like just pure chaos and that an, an empathetic soul a caring and nurturing soul is very much a source of gravity for others to want to come to. And if she's just this, like, as we know, this, like, source of just pure, like, energy suck, like, it it makes sense, but she does it through this, like, calm, motherly, nurturing, because people are out of their minds and they want that comfort. And so by giving that, then people start to trust, start to believe, versus, like, a militant would just further agitate and create aggression and solace. So I think as a whole, people would probably in that time, I could see it doesn't seem far-fetched to like go to the nurturing for a bit. Yeah. No, it totally makes sense. Like now that you put it like that, like the mother figure, like mm -hmm. when you need help, like who's going to get shit done? Moms be on top of that shit. Like that motherly figure is really yeah. like, they, they really like get shit done. So, again like you have this kind of cute moment between Orner and Maris and he's like did I make it in my all in one piece and she's like yes you're in one skinny little piece a little dweeb like there it's just like this constant like bickering type of relationship Kira is again like she goes right up to Hammond and she's like on behalf of the transitional government of Virus we we thank you for your like she is putting herself out there like she's making herself that leader that like person of contact so 
now we have plot dump number two. So it's Frazier, Daniel, Kira. I think we're on three at this point. Mer- mm-hmm. is it? Yeah, three. <laughs> I've lost count. Um, it's just a lot of plot dump. Yeah. Um, I'll do like Maris. There's like one for her. Um, I'll be Doc Frazier. Okay, I can just do the Daniel Kira stuff again. Cool, cool, cool. Now, if you look at the blue areas, you'll see that you you all have the same identical obstructions in your temporal lobes and hippocampus sections of your brain. I'm not exactly sure what it is, except it's some sort of residue between the synapses. So it's possible your old memories are intact. They're just not accessible. So the memories are just blocked. Literally, yes. Kira says, and does this material match the Dargle residue that I gave you? We should be able to confirm that very quickly. And if it can be dissolved or removed without damaging the neurons. Then we may be cured. We need only to find the right medicine to dissolve the residue. That is much more difficult than it sounds. Well, then we should get started immediately. Uh, Kira, we've already been at it for a long time, and I still have some tests to run, so... Daniel says to Kira, so why don't I give you the 50-cent tour? Yes. So another thing that I picked up was that, like, Kira was super, like, she had that go-getter attitude, like, let's do it, let's go. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Janet was kind of looking at her, like, chill. Like slow your roll. Mm-hmm. We're we're doing this right now. Like it's like she still has those um, mm-hmm. indications of like an um, just like a inpatient scientist who doesn't worry about their test subjects. Like mm-hmm. that's what it still feels like. Yeah. So Daniel gives her like this basic tour of the facility and brings her to her quarters where there's some like clothes she can change into and a bed and it's clear that there's some tension between her and daniel which i truly could not care less about but here we go again she explains that since their memory loss relationships and close contact have been taboo because no one wants to bang their mom or sister or brother Mm. or whatever but since daniel's not from vias it's like they can bone down let's go guys but daniel makes an attempt barely to turn her down by playing the dead wife card which again we don't even care about because who's sharae she thought a pen was magic that was her personality trait so (laughs) he immediately gives up and kira just leans in to kiss him (laughs) are you okay rebecca (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> Good callback. Um yeah, continue. <laughs> um and oh I I kind of go off here a little bit too. But she explains that she had to take the opportunity now because if she regains her memory um and finds out she's married to somebody else, she would have never had the opportunity to do it again and then Daniel kisses her back and I'm like boo tomato tomato boo. <laughs> That was the other part I'd already read ahead. So, <laughs> boo, uh-huh. tomato, tomato, boo. Yeah, put that uh, on a shirt. Y'all should go. <laughs> I should be on a shirt. Y'all should go read these notes uh, on Patreon. It's pretty amazing. Oh, it's just so like read while you listen because then you can kind of see like <laughs> see them come to life. <laughs> if we don't want to be here for like four hours I, we should just keep going because my commentary in this pace in this oh, i want to hear it you're Go drinking off, of the, you're drinking of the oh. wine said so much <laughs> i literally screamed at my tv i was like boo 
Like, okay. Because like I was saying in the beginning, his character is, if you were to, if you were a real person, like, it just sucks because this is the first time we see that, like, behind the veil of, like, oh, he's not necessarily that good guy. That fucking sucks. Like, because up until this point, there may be flaws, there may be places where, like, the maybe the ADHD forgetfulness, out of sight, out of mind. Like, he's like, you know, his wife's not there and, like, it's just, his mission has changed. But the, like, your wife just died. And it took, like, that for you to just give in. No, nothing. Like, such a fucking dick move. And I get it. And I, I can't speak for, like, people in grieving processes. Because I'm sure many people go through that where they're just still, like, numb or not processing or going through it. But what a dick move of the writers and the show runners to write it that way. Because, like, you're saying, like, frigid character, get, just get rid of her. Just get rid of her and let's move on and, like, let's make him a little playboy and, like, let's make it a little bit more interesting because, like, we're over this, like, sappy, like, love story scenario. And so it angers me that they felt that necessary and that they did it so – they did it, one, knowing who the character actually is. They did – they knew. They know who they wrote this to happen with. Mm -hmm. And Daniel just – I don't know. I I don't want to go on a rant about it, but it just – it disappoints me do better they're not making me care like no i do not care they are doing a bad job of convincing me to care like we've already established that none of us really gave a shit about like what happened to share because we were so not invested in the character it was literally the next episode and it aired literally the next week so it was only seven days apart yeah Mm mm-hmm and it serves nothing to the story. There is so much more interesting things they could be doing. And this is not one of them at no. all. Like, it's not. No. So, <laughs> yes, that was from Broca Divide. Thank mm-hmm. you, Nell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, okay, but as a good callback to that, it's an interesting thought process. Because when he did get, obviously, like, back to the caveman style, like, mm-hmm. just letting it all go. Like, I mean, at his core, he's just a thirsty man. He just wants to get it. Like, that's just who he is. It's disappointing. For real. So, plot dump number four. This is between Carter and O'Neill. And I love is- this conversation so much. Do you want to read O'Neill, Christina? Um, yeah, I can do that. Go for it. All right. <clears throat> to Carter. You were looking for me? Yes, sir. I've been studying Linnea's journals. Apparently, she found a link between Dargal, it's a chemical pesticide the Viands use, and longevity. What's a bug spray have to do with longevity? Well, it seems it was having the effect of slowing the aging process. Not in an extreme way, but certainly significant enough. Lucky bugs. Yes and no. They stopped using it over 20 years ago. It was adversely affecting their fertility rate. So no kids. Right. The point is, Linnea was trying to enhance the life-extending properties of Dargal to create a sort of fountain of youth. She was trying to make herself young again. According to her last entry, Linnea was about to conduct some controlled lab experiments using an intensely concentrated form of Dargal on two Vian elders, a male and a female. And? And that's where her journal ends. Ah, the Vorlux, perhaps. Exactly. 
Now, what if there really was a laboratory accident, some massive chain of reaction, chain reaction of enhanced Dargol gas that caught even Linnea by surprise? The entire population becomes young again overnight. You realize, of course, the implications. He's nodding. No. Mm. Uh, their elders aren't missing, sir. They are the elders. The fountain of youth worked. The amnesia was simply a side effect Linnea didn't see coming. Ah, wait a minute. Linnea is dead, right? Well, if those two bodies that Kira found really were the Vian elders that Linnea was experimenting on... Don't say it, Carter. Sir, we wouldn't recognize her even if she walked in the front door. Don't, don't... Mm-mm. Sir... La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> she has the knowledge of chemistry, the medical skills, and then she pulls his hands away <laughs> from his ears. I think we at least have to face the possibility that Kira is Linnea. So many, Awkward. so many funny things. I love this scene so much. It breaks it down. So this chemical dargal, okay, it was used to kill bugs, but then they found out that like actually, it's making the bugs live longer, and it's fucking with their fertility. So maybe that's why there's no children around. They can't have kids. So. Also, they're like, okay, well, if it's making the bugs live longer, like, maybe it can help people live longer. So that's what they kind of assume. Okay, Linnea is, like, up to her old ways again with chemical warfare and shit or whatever. Like, let's... Is that her? Did she? Did she do that? Is Kira Linnea? She's got all the knowledge. Also, the fact that Sam feels comfortable enough, like, within their relationship to reach up and grab his arms and, like, pull them down and be like, you shut up and listen to me right now. Stop it. Knock it off. It was so cute. Don't. Best don't scene. Otherwise. Best yeah. So, cut to the briefing room. Daniel is straight up in denial that his new GF could be a bloodthirsty war criminal. And he asks about the body of the old woman they found in the explosion that matched Linnea's description. Fraser confirms that Kira's DNA is a match to Linnea's. Irrefutable proof. So here's some more. We got Daniel O'Neill, Teal'c, and that's it. Y'all take your your standards. I'll do Teal'c. Okay. Mm, Because Danny Boy is pissed. (laughs) <laughs> irrefutable okay so let's just uh lock her up throw away the key then or better yet we could send her back to the prison where we found her linnea daniel she used to be linnea we're lucky she didn't knock us off the first time around let me ask you a question who would you trust with your life more than anyone else in this world don't worry i won't be offended if you don't pick me could it be tilk sure uh tilk just to refresh my memory what was your previous occupation I gotta raise my eyebrow for this one. <laughs> I was the first prime of a of a popist. Right. Did a few nasty things back then, huh? We see the subtle point you're trying to make. No, you don't. She is not the same person. She is not who she used to be. Let's not condemn her for who she may have been in the past. Uh, I've got lots of thoughts on that. Somebody's riled up. <laughs> I was I was at Adam's house today, as you saw by all of my farm videos that I sent you. Yeah. And I was like sitting in the living room and they were they were talking about they're like, what do you think, Sarah? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm researching Operation Paperclip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm researching things, BRB. But 
we'll get to it i promise so mm-hmm. they decide to keep her confined to her quarters until they can figure out what's going on and daniel tells kira that she needs to say quarantine just for the time being but they can visit her he's being vague because he is still in denial um jack and hammond enter the lab where sam and janet are working though and it's a glum mood so we got <laughs> o'neill Frazier, hammond carter uh, i'll get the o'neill and um i'll take hammond on this one go go to town with the hammy um i need, I need a hammy i guess i'll be fraser and carter i'll do so, all the, the techno babble so <laughs> to set the scene hammond and jack go in and like sam's like rubbing her forehead and janet's like working out a, a <laughs> crick in her neck oh. they're just like oh this fucking sucks like <laughs> so he goes into the room and he's like oh my there's a distinct lack of optimism in this room here. Fraser says, we've been working around the clock trying to dissolve a chemical inside the brain without harming the surrounding tissue, and it is not easy. What have you learned? Carter says, that could that it could take years, sir. Suffice it to say, we don't have that much time. <laughs> Fraser, unless we get help. From? Kira, sir. Absolutely not. Fraser. Sir, I don't like the idea any more than you, but without her knowledge of biochemistry, especially of the resi- residual Dargal, I don't know if we can reverse the effects of the amnesia in time to prevent a catastrophe on bias. Doctor, you, you're asking me to allow a known homicidal maniac to work with potentially lethal substances. Yes, sir, but with all due respect, Daniel may be right. Kira may be, on an, may be an entirely different person than Linnea without the memories that made her the person she was. Excuse me, amnesia check, destroyer of worlds. (laughs) Carter, Carter says, sir, Kira wants nothing more than to help her people. Now, as long as she doesn't take the antidote that she comes up with, Fraser says, there won't be an antidote without her help. So, and then Carter says, so it's up to you, sirs. And then O'Neill's, I think a precaution or two might be in order, sir. You're right about that, Colonel. So, <laughs> Jack, like, for his lack of involvement, like, in this episode, he's got some really funny parts. Mm-hmm. The whole... <laughs> la, la, la. La, 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 la. That's so, the way all of us felt about mm-hmm. yeah. huge scenes in this episode. La, 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 la. Um, if you just ignore the seven minutes of love story. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) Boo, tomato, tomato, boo. So they allow Kira to help develop the cure. She works with the chemicals that could possibly become explosive and Janet's even like, hold, slow down, girl. But she knows the exact ratio to use to keep it safe. And Sam, like, points out to Daniel, she's like, she is so far ahead of us, it's frightening. Uh, So Kira volunteers to be the first one they test it on. They reason that if it doesn't work, they'll need her to help try again trying to be like no girl like not yeah not you first like because also they don't want her to remember she's war criminal not you ever (laughs) never so orner volunteers and both kira and maris are unhappy about it but you know orner is like i got like it's fine like it's okay i want to try so it doesn't work he seizes in flat lines which is really scary and they are able to bring him back but he still has no memory so it didn't work side note the mere five chest compressions that janet did on him were very good they looked like the abyss for her 
she her. didn't punch but him in the face. Only, but, but then she only did five and then like stood back and waited for the for like the paddles to charge, which take forever. So like, why are you getting off the chest, lady? Like, keep going. But well, she didn't punch him in the face. She like, did not ever. punch him in the face. <laughs> I'm still. That doesn't work in CPR, everyone. Please don't no. try that. No. I had someone ask me one time. If they found an overdose person, if they didn't have Narcan, they heard that they should just slap them in the face. I said, no, that's 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 not how that works. No, no. Bad idea. No. Bad, 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 yeah. bad. No. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So the effect should have been immediate and Kira's like, we have to try again. Like right now, let's try. Let's keep going. And Janice like, we need a break here. Like, can we chill? Like, put the brakes on. So Daniel escorts Kira back to her room and I don't know what I meant to say, but she confronts him. Mm -hmm. I th Yeah. Kira confronts him. So do you guys want to read that? Mm -hmm. Sure. <clears throat> Sorry, everyone. My allergies are like awful. So how dare just, you <laughs> just keep having to clear my throat over and over again. Yes. Nell. take note. <laughs> Don't, Don't slap, slap cardiac, cardiac patients in the face. Do not take CPR tips from James Cameron. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Don't do that. All right. All right. Here's Kira. They believe I am Linnea. Yes. Do you? The Vorlex made the population of Vias younger, years younger. You couldn't find the elders because you were the elders. How can you believe that? There is a test. It uh, compares what we call DNA. It proves that you and Linnea are the same person. Well, the test is wrong. I'm not Linnea. No, you're not. You're Kira now. Kira's wonderful. Wig. <laughs> this is so painful. The curly Kira. blonde locks. No, this is so painful. Uh-huh. Kira is wonderful, and as long as you remain that person, that will never change. <laughs> You're telling me that I will never be able to take the antidote. I would never harm anyone, Daniel. Do you believe me? I do. <clears throat> boo, tomato, tomato. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato, boo. No. <laughs> so... <laughs> Drink they work out they work out another cure and this time Fraser thinks it would be best if Kira left the room while they like finish things up and when no one is looking Kira snags two vials of so, course she does mm -hmm. they, they have they learned anything from the first time no, Linnea she's was already around? taken like the microscope slide and like yeah. nothing came of that oh yeah she took it and it even looked like Teal'c saw her, like it's like her closed fist or whatever. They kind of implied that he saw her, but then nothing ever happened with it. It was really weird. Kleptomaniac, mm -hmm. among other maniac things that they are like homicidal. Oh, I guess maybe it could have been showing that like her Linnea, like science, like I want to keep looking at all this stuff and they're kicking yeah. me out of the lab, maybe, but like. It was weird that they just never, nothing ever came with that. And then she had to steal two more things, you know, to like, yeah. well, wait, no, the slide. Okay. No, the slide was apparent, apparently had the cure on it. So apparently she used that, but it was, a, it was just like, maybe literally like a microscopic a microscope? dose of it. Maybe. Yeah. It was weird. Maybe just a little bit. Uh huh. Um, Cause she kind of does 
regain some memory, like a shadow, maybe a little bit. So they test it again. Orner begins to seize, but not as badly as he did before. He sits up and reveals his real name is Nodal, and he mm. is married to Leal, who is Maris. They have been married for 43 years, hence the constant bickering, which I love. Um, they really are an old couple. Yeah, they are. Um, and Orner has not met Kira before the Forlex. He doesn't know who she is, even from the before time. So Kira tells Orner slash Nodal, whatever you want to call him now, that she can't take the antidote and she leaves the infirmary. She's like, they'll explain it to you. So Daniel follows her. He's kind of like trying to reassure her, like, for all that you've done, they're going to be so grateful. And she drops, all debts have now been Ooh. paid. And he kind of turns and walks away. But then he realizes and he turns back and confronts her. Do you guys want to read this? Mm -hmm. Sure. Go for it. <clears throat> You've taken the antidote. Leave, Daniel. And he like pushes her. Whatever. He's holding two vials in each hand, one in each hand. You said all debts have now been paid. That was the message Linnea left behind. Was it? Did you take the antidote? I had to know, Daniel. I didn't believe you. Kira. I'm not Kira, am I? I'm the murderer that you said I was. No, you're not. And she's holding up those vials. I need only smash these vials together to create a poisonous gas that will fill this room. Now, I only want to harm myself. I don't want you to be here. Please. Then you'll have to kill me, too, because I'm staying. Oh, for fuck's sake. Just wait. <laughs> so back in the infirmary, Janet notices the missing vials. Jack and Teal book it to the room. Would you like to keep reading, Christina? I can take over. No, nope, I got, nope, I got <laughs> okay. it. You don't understand. There's a part of me that cares for you, Daniel, more than I've cared for anyone I've ever known. Uh, but there's only there's another part of me that would gladly watch you die. There are two people inside of me, and one of them is a monster. In time, she will win. You won't hurt me because there's another way, Kira. I'm not her. No, you're not. But you can be her again. You can't forget. All you have to do is forget. <laughs> Where's my tomatoes? <laughs> tomato, oh. tomato. Boom. <laughs> wait, wait. Here's your tomatoes, Sarah. Thank you, Nell. <laughs> <laughs> they could have had this conversation without... This, the underlying romance it could have been him just being a friend to her 100%. he's had these conversations with other people not in a relationship about how they need you know don't they don't need to die you don't need to take these extremes he's had many of these conversations his conversation with jack in need yeah when, like what a what an amazing moment like healthy masculinity men mm -hmm. crying and holding each other and hugging like it could have been that but they had to like ham fist this romance that nobody cares about in there. And like it's super, it, it could have been so much more interesting because we still kind of don't really know who Linnea is and like what her deal was. We just kind of have the secondhand knowledge of like she created this plague, but like was it by accident or like what was the real story? And now the fact that she's saying, there's a part of me that would gladly watch you die. That's like psychopathic shit right there. She's yeah. like, you think? I like watching people get murdered and tortured. Like, so I I wish we could have learned more about Linnea and like her backstory instead of this bullshit. So 
Cut to the infirmary. Kira blinks. She looks around. She's all dazed and confused. Daniel tells her she was a visitor here, and now it's time for her to go home. So, Lael is like, you know, now that she's with her husband again, she's like, did she do this willingly? And essentially, yes. They were able to enhance the Dargal to make her forget again and wipe her memory again. And she is no longer, like, her memory is gone. So, Linnea is no more. So they think. So, Nodal is like, you know, we understand you lost your memory, you're a great leader to our people, you're welcome to come home with us. And they turn and head up the ramp. Uh, Kira turns to Daniel, and she's like, ah, I sense that we've known each other before my memory was lost, did we? And thankfully, Daniel is like, no, sorry. Like, goodbye. So she walks up the ramp, taking Nodal's hand just before she steps into the event horizon. She turns and smiles at Daniel before disappearing. (sighs) (laughs) This goes into one of those tropes that we about like characters that they should have killed, but didn't like they should have killed her. I'm not satisfied with what, because it's like, how do you know that she's, okay, her memory is gone, but, like, how do you know that she's still not sadistic at heart? And, like, no, wants it's like to, they, they gonna, just like, let, her, let her walk through the Stargate one more time. Like, yeah. So, I like that we got a follow-up. I know that we've been talking shit, like, the past hour, but it's mostly because of, like, the, the romance that I don't care about. And I wanted to learn more about this planet that's, like, in this industrial era, and this chemical that like you can't tell me they would not be interested in a fountain of youth chemical like manufacture that shit like we're making alzheimer's drugs or whatever like Mm -hmm. you can't tell me they wouldn't be interested in that for earth and then not not only the fact that they had a fountain of youth that worked but also linnea is there and like how she fits into this whole thing and like (sighs) There were so many more interesting things they could have explored, and they didn't. And I'm I have glad. a question real quick before we go into your notes. Yeah, Rebecca, did you happen to go see the Fountain of Youth when you went to St. Augustine? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. Because if anyone ever goes there, it's the nastiest fucking water. Do not um, take a drink of it. It's absolutely... I saw where it was, like drove by it, and I was like... That looks it is, is the most upsetting place to go so please don't go um i went there i lived obviously up like right by there for 10 12 years and i finally went a couple years ago with my parents because they i don't know thought it would be a good cultural experience for my daughter when i tell you that there was a reenactment of the savages and the cannons that they would throw at them and the here marks the first uh Catholic like baptism and I'm like get me the fuck out of here that the fountain of youth is just don't go there don't go there it is so disturbing I went to the fort I enjoyed the fort but the fort is cool anyway sorry I just I'm glad I didn't bother to go then no colonialism and capitalism combined into one terrible thing our powers combined like it's like Sarah. So St. Augustine in and of itself is a really cool, beautiful place. It has this a lot is Florida, of Florida, right? Mm-hmm. It has so much rich history, so much to it. 
but you go and the Fountain of Youth has this like Disneyland-sized sign on it. That's oh, just it I saw the sign. And well, like, it is like off-putting. It really is kind of off-putting from the from the like outside, even. Yeah, like in the middle of like Southern plantation style, like Spanish moss trees and like settings and the beat. It's weird. Anyway, so if anyone's listening and happens to ever have that opportunity, I'm going to tell you right now. If you are listening to us, you're probably in the alignment that that's just not a good place to go. So just don't go support them. Anyway, continue on. On a, <sighs> another note. And then we'll give back to like this. But I went to a military. It was a Marine Museum, I think, in Lake Virginia or West Virginia, somewhere down that way. And super historical, super interesting. But it was like the history of the Marines. And like it kind of outlined every battle of the U.S. and like how they were involved. And it just like fucking bummed me out because I know what emotions they're trying to evoke. And I was not, I wasn't fucking buying it because every, I was like, this is fucking, like, this fucking sucks. Especially when you look at, like, the wars with the Native Americans. Because I'm like, fuck this. Like, they're trying to paint this picture of, like, absolutely not. I don't, we terrorized them. They were terrorized by Mm -hmm. The like the U.S. government, like they, mm-hmm. it was it was awful. And then like you get to Vietnam and Korea, and it just made me fucking sad because it's like all of these people lost their lives for a government that didn't give a fuck about them, and mm-hmm. it it bummed me out. Like I know they were trying to like elicit something like a patriotic, like oh the men and women, and like yeah, I absolutely respect people who who choose to to go into that into the military yeah. oh but yeah it's it's not the the people on a personal level it's the overall like power behind it of like yeah i, mean, I think yeah. i think that's an important distinction to be made because i am absolutely for those who join in the military for the right reasons that are like try to do good and be that protector i don't know like i've had this discussion with my sister because she's officer in the army not in anymore but like about why she did and what happened and the conviction that led there you know and people join for many many different reasons but to your point at the top of that chain of command is a lot of corruption and a lot of things that just are not great um and people just don't realize we've been in the we've been the villain in a lot of countries stories and they don't tell us that because we grew up with american propaganda like thankfully like um so writer school they are teaching a project about the missions out here in california and this is one of the first years where they've actually said instead of teaching it as like a here's what happened and they came in and they did the missions. They converted the indigenous. They're like, you know what? We're going to have you do, these are fourth graders. We're going to have you research about what happened and let you do an opinion piece on how you think about, was that right or wrong? We're going to go visit the mission. We want you to tell us, how did that make you feel? And I'm like, this is the, this generation is going to like save us because it's like, they talk about it in a different lens and like, but we all had the propaganda. We all had the like, forced on our throat america can do no wrong mm-hmm. um, anyway no yeah totally and it i was talking to adam too and just like the way that veterans are treated is like disgraceful they have to like go through all these hoops mm-hmm. just to get medical care and i'm thinking like if you were ever sent on a tour like in afghanistan or you should never in your entire life ever have to worry about health care ever again 
never it should never be a problem but they have to jump it's it's disgraceful and we can do better I would like at some point, if any of our listeners are military or ex, like to come on and have a, dis- I would love a discussion on this because none of us are military or have that expertise, but we have opinions, of course, um, on it. And I, I would love discourse and conversation with someone truly like from a perspective, you know, and, and if you, I don't know, I just, I, maybe we can offline <laughs> about this, but I just think it would be such, we, let me not have my ADHD brain go a lot of different places. We talk a lot about our opinions on the military and like the do's and don'ts, the goods, the bads. And like, we are lucky we have Adam that's like been able to like chime in. And I'd love to have like Adam and anyone else who might be open to just a conversation about like military portrayal in sci-fi and in these shows and like just in life in general, it would be a very interesting conversation that like I would love to to have at some point with someone. So I don't know if you've watched it yet, but Lady Knight the Brave on YouTube did like a Mm -hmm. retrospective on Stargate and she has a whole section about the military industrial complex and Stargate is basically military propaganda. It was reviewed and approved by the military. Yeah. And the fact that like they congratulated Stargate because the show is helping recruitment recruitments up guys, you're doing great. So I have a lot of like conflicting opinions about that, how it was used for like propaganda and the fact that the military is so involved in it, it gives them access to certain equipment, uniforms, locations, etc. cetera. Um, and without their seal of approval, they would not have that access. So if you think mm-hmm. about it, a lot of movies and TV shows that have the military as a central point of it typically have their approval in some way, shape or form. Therefore, it automatically makes it like propaganda. If the military yeah. is approving of it, then yeah. obviously if, if it's not done, if it's distasteful to them or whatever, like they'd have to change it. And I know that there were some jokes they had to remove from Stargate. Um, I think it was about like area 51 or something. Like they mm-hmm. removed that because the military didn't approve of it. So I highly recommend to watch that video. It's like an hour long. If you love a documentary, she does fantastic. So that's anyway. Back to this episode. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> Shall I show you the path that we just took? Because it was pretty no. epic. Was I love it. Fountain of Youth. Uh, really, don't go there. Military history. Other museum, probably you shouldn't go to. And then it just went. It was great. It was so fun to watch. <laughs> so back to this episode. Um, this is the first episode set in an alien industrial setting. Um, and the first to show an alien modern society. So super interesting. I would have loved to see more of that. Oh, look at the kitty. Oh my gosh. So is that is he a boy? I can't remember. Yeah, that's yeah. serious the girl. This is talks boy. Yep. He's very handsome. He is. Continue. So Megan Letch. I'm not sure how to pronounce the last name. I'm very I don't, I don't sound it out very well. So she was best known. Here's an X-Files <laughs> guy. He's a crossover. Her role is Samantha Mulder, the younger sister of Special Agent Fox Mulder, who was abducted by aliens on the X-Files. I had to look her up because I was like, I've seen her in other things. I know I have. And it was the X-Files. That was totally where it was from. I had that moment when I was watching Mandalorian with Adam earlier today because I thought the one guy was like, is that reading Rainbow, LeVar Burton? And it's like, (laughs) no, but he's super familiar. I'm like, oh, it's Chubbs from Happy Gilmore. That's who it is. (laughs) Um. Reading Rainbow, LeVar Burton can be seen on season three of Picard airing right now. <laughs> Take a look. 
It's in a book. Wait, are you talking about the guy that voices Jar Jar Binks that got his redemption? No. Someone different. But he was in, he did get his redemption. Yeah. But I, I was going to say, I didn't think that guy was actress in Mandalorian. Okay. I was going to say, it's yeah, Chubbs from Happy Gilmore. So, additionally, uh, is it Carl Weathers? Yes. That's, yeah. yep. So, oh, oh, sorry. I wasn't thinking Happy Gilmore. I was try- I was thinking of um, a different movie. Anyway, it makes sense in my head. Sorry. <laughs> so this, I noticed this right away. Um, Jason Gray Stanford was best known for his role as Lieutenant Randall Disher on Monk. <laughs> Love Monk. Mm-hmm. Randy Disher. So despite the episode being a sequel to Prisoners, no previously on Stargate is shown. And again, this was done to surprise Kira's true identity. So it was not spoiled. And this is my opening question for you guys for our discussion how should war criminals like Linnea be dealt with because she kind of gets away with it she gets a happy ending she gets her memory wiped and she gets to live on a planet where they respect her as a leader of their community and oh well whoops all your war crimes whatever girl it's no big deal like how do we reconcile that what should have been done? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, the truly just thing to do would be to send her ass back to Hedante and have her finish out her prison sentence. Like, hold her accountable. So this leads me, like I said, I was I was researching Operation Paperclip because it's one of the most fascinating and kind of fucked up parts of our history. When we recruited Nazi scientists members of the nazi party be like hey the war is over now and like you're probably in lots of trouble but come work for us and make science for us and we will let you live here and not commit you for war crimes so they did that like if they were these higher up people that got away with it additionally i don't know if you've seen recently every now and then you'll see a headline 101 year old man who was a guard at a concentration camp was arrested for war crimes. So it's like, that doesn't feel like justice to me because of, okay, you have some like bottom uh, bottom tier, like very bottom of the, the pecking order dude who was a guard, which honestly, who knows what he did? Who really knows? Like he could have done really awful, terrible shit to people uh, as a guard who is getting picked up in his hundreds to be convicted of these crimes that were honestly committed a lifetime ago. It has been like some people's lifetime since that has happened. He is getting picked up and convicted and he's getting justice. But then these other people who were higher up, who actually had the power and actually made decisions that harmed people making weapons and shit, they get off scot-free almost and they're like, well, just come live in America and make weapons for us. Like, it'll be cool. Here's what I feel about Linnea personally, if we're asking about that, is, I don't know, even as Kira, like, the way she behaved in the labs and stuff made it feel like she was perfectly capable of going, like, right back down that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wants to immediately try again. You know, Mm -hmm. when it doesn't work the first time, which you don't know what that would do to somebody like it's like, oh, you Mm -hmm. could just forget. But like she already proved that after she had forgotten, she was still capable of doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not like she's completely like 
off the hook. She's never going to do anything ever again. Because if it truly felt like she's never going to do anything ever again, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. If she really weren't going to to like turn into the same person, but she ultimately did look like she was going to turn into the same person. Yeah. Right. So, she was capable and also like naturally inclined to do mm -hmm. those certain things. Like mm -hmm. it was in her nature, which kind of brings into the like, you know, are serial killers, is it nurture or nature that creates a serial killer? Like, how do we like how do these people become in our society like what is it that triggers someone to do this stuff so i i, I still don't know it's a combination it feels like mm -hmm. yeah there, there are plenty of things that can happen to people that don't turn them into a monster that those same things happen to other people and they do you know like mm -hmm. but that's that speaks right there to linnea you know probably turning into the same thing again yeah my problem with Linnea and what happened so staying on that course because I don't want to go on a total derailment <laughs> is I'm okay that she got like I'm not I'm not for just the immediate killing as much as I'm like we should have just killed her off been done with it I'm not for unnecessary killing and there would have needed to be more put into, like, is this someone who needs to, like, be done? What I'm not okay with is that she got her happy ending and it went unchecked. Mm -hmm. There was no follow-up. There was no, like, we need to watch for these tendencies. There was literally just a, like, we're yeah. done. We're going to trust that it's going to happen. And and Carter and Frazier, are, of those two, are smart enough to know that she would probably fall back into those. Like with all that they know about. They I watched just... her. They watched her doing those things, you know, like they, they were watching her do the things and they're mm -hmm. like, hold on, check yourself, you know? And that's, yeah. that's my, like, I, I'm okay that we gave it a shot, but there should have been the check-in parameters with a fail safe with a kill code. And it should have been like, if X, Y, and Z dead on site. I think we didn't they do that. locked her up on, on Earth. Yeah, like, if this was mm -hmm. real Earth, you know she would have been one of those people that they like, okay, come work for us, girl. Come work for the government. We'll give you, like, three squares a day, and but you that's make where, more weapons for us. But that's where I think it's a problem. So, one, they lock her up and they don't do that, or they do exactly that. Either way, someone's going to find out about her. You think about, like, the NID, like someone's going to find out about her, find a way to weaponize her. And so their best bet was to keep her off of earth. Like they, they couldn't have someone like that around on earth. I, I don't think that would have been the right so, thing. So you find out that the NID is just going off world or whatever anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. Doing whatever well, they want. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's not a known thing Yeah. at this point. So th that's my in brief that we just should have had a kill code, some sort of something else in place. Not just a okay goodbye. Regular call ups to the planet to be like, yo, has anyone like gone megalomaniac <laughs> yet? <laughs> yeah, maybe so. maybe not tell her that she had been a leader of their people. Right, right. bad place to start. Bad place to start because <laughs> then her curiosity is going to go. What kind of leader? She still has access to all those research labs, all and the it, research that was done, and it's not clear if she just started to recall 
these memories on her own, her feelings of like, I would gladly watch you die. Or if it was because she had like that little bit of a cure, like how, mm -hmm. how foolproof is this memory wipe? Is there, if there's even a remote chance of any of those tendencies coming back, it's too great a risk. Because well, if anybody can solve that memory, like not having their memory anymore, it's going to be Linnea. Like, right. right. Like clearly. Because she's the one that helped, you know, made it happen the first time. So. Well, and now everybody's going to get their memories back except for her. So then they're going to, by nature, just tell her. Someone's going to tell her, here's who you were. Someone yeah. will tell her that. Yeah, there's too many what ifs in the in the solution that they they came up with. For sure. And I, this is where I like, I just, it makes me uncomfortable because I don't know what box to put her in because I don't have enough information. And I think that's like, when you hear about, I, I try to reserve judgment and it's like, okay, on the surface level, yeah, that looks bad, but I need more context. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to like fully like make a judgment call. So like what we know, it's like, did she purposely make this plague? Was it an accident that so like, who knows so i think they give us a curious kind of example of the nature versus nurture because her nature is that by default she is highly intelligent super curious very capable um and that probably lends into that was her baseline and will always be her baseline but then as she has these tendencies these dark urges that are just part of her inner core her moral compass like her reset did still show curiosity to the extreme of like finding it all out. She didn't walk away. She wasn't like, no, not my problem. Like she always showed she would go to the ends of it and yeah. be at it's the top little, of that chain. It's a little confusing the way they have, they built her characterization mm -hmm. because when you first meet Kira, Linnea, Kira, she's like saving somebody who's going through like a, an allergic reaction. Right. So right. She, she was doing the same things in the, um Hedante too. Yeah, she cured but, a blind guy. But mm -hmm. it's like I guess you could still argue because you could it was clear in Hedante she was doing it to maintain power. So I guess she was already kind of heading in that direction as Kira too. Like I've built their trust. I'm gonna take care of them so they will so I'm in charge basically mm -hmm. without even realizing she was doing the same thing. But like Otherwise, she cares about these people. She wants to heal them. But then she clearly shows that as, as long as the, the issue gets interesting enough for her, she doesn't, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just kind of weird how it's built, how her characterization's built. I, but I kind of like it, though, because it makes you think. Like, it's not all black and white. And it gives you the whole, like, it introduces the the astounding topic of like two things can be true at once mm -hmm. so like mm -hmm. i hear people talk shit all the time like margaret sanger invented birth control great love you for that girl also terrible human being and eugenicist not very awesome girl not cool two things can be true at once she could have made really great contributions to women's medical health mm -hmm. and re reproductive health but also be mm -hmm. a terrible human like two things like it so Kira, Linnea, could also help people and heal their blindness mm -hmm. and save them from an allergic reaction, but also be a kind of terrible megalomaniac homicidal freak. Like, Well, yeah, but to me, that's like, to me, without the healing part, 
without the light showing that, you know, she's setting up this, like, I care about the people at the beginning. Mm -hmm. It, even including the Hedante, I'm taking care of people, even including that. Yeah. It feels very sociopathic. Like, I don't actually, I don't actually relate to other people, you know? She mm-hmm. because because the doing everything she was doing in Hedante was clearly so that she could stay in the status that she could stay in and keep being able to do the things she was doing, you know, mm-hmm. like that was very clear. In so Hedonte. her motives, it was her, her motives. motives. Yeah, if mm-hmm. think of the good place, your motives weren't good intentions. So that's true. You can still have bad intentions, but still affect people in positive ways. No, so and like, I think if she subconsciously was, even without even realizing kind of setting up that same situation yeah and that's mm-hmm. how i could understand that like that characterization would make more sense to me yeah um, because she could like as kira she doesn't know why she has those like motivations but she has them you know yeah mm-hmm. so and it can totally like give people a god complex like mm-hmm. you hear mm-hmm. all the time that like surgeons are like super arrogant or like certain doctors have this god complex because they can <laughs> heal people and like they they're reaching into you and like pulling the illness out so like it gives her that modicum of power Mm -hmm. so like even Mm -hmm. though to that person it's like thank you you saved my life you you cured my blindness to her it could just be like a power trip and this is why i I wanted so much more we could have had so much more no but instead we got a fucking love story that never needed to happen if she hadn't like in that last like daniel and and Linnea interaction saying the like i i care about you more than i've cared about ever, anyone like, ever you don't it's even like, know him you don't know him and you probably don't care about anybody ultimately you know like but no but that was again, a power to those. <laughs> but that was like a power play struggle like a more of a narcissistic control a love bombing a mm-hmm. like a survival tactic but it's so fucking frustrating because yeah instead of all this that we could have gone into they make Daniel's character this fucking like desperate ass weak person who's gonna give it all up for the next woman that comes along that like gets his dick hard like and he's just gonna die with her he's like I'm not leaving you I'm gonna die here with you cornball fuck off like you're that's a I'm not buying it I don't buy it it's not It's frustrating. Mm-hmm. I wanted to learn more about Linnea, more about mm-hmm. Vias, so many other things that they could have filled in that seven or so minutes of them, like, whatever. <laughs> but I do have some excerpts I would like yes. to read to you from an undisclosed source. Um, Peter DeLuise, in regards to this episode, said, when I read the script for this episode, which included an industrial setting in a modern society, I suddenly became intrigued by all the new possibilities of what we might find after walking through the Stargate. Of course, I knew anything was possible, but the show had not taken advantage of that kind of setting yet. Most of the stories prior to this had been implied that after the Gould left their human slaves behind our alien planets they had not advanced very far in technology wow thanks you were so excited and we got nothing <laughs> like next to nothing well david peter deloise didn't direct this one though no so, yeah but he's a 
he's a known director, writer. Yeah, he did, he did a lot of them. Yeah. For the show, heavily involved. Mm-hmm. David Reed said this episode is maybe the first example of Stargate bringing a plot line to a close. We let Linnea out and she went to work right away on harming another civilization. Only in this case, she couldn't get out of the way of her own plan fast enough and ended up de aging not only an entire population, but herself, as well as killing God knows how many kids in the process. I need to go back to that. I'm sorry they never revisited that bad guy again. Friends of mine consider her the best Stargate villain out of all of them, but she got a satisfying conclusion. This made me think. He said, as well as killing God knows how many kids in the process, were there children? And the fact that they just Mm -hmm. de-aged so much, like Benjamin buttoned them into nothingness? Yeah, I would think so. Just because, Yeah, it could have just killed them because... They they're not they can't de like you know like refetusize yeah. and prepubescent. What are you gonna do? Like you know yeah, like they just like completely de-age themselves out of existence. But that was never because in the, in the episode they say there was the fertility problems. Did that cause mass sterility amongst the people? So I or... think that does answer like a thing that I was about to bring up about like, well, there would be people of all ages. So if this regression did happen, there would be a like ground zero mm-hmm. where you would have somebody that would revert to like age one or age two or three or four. Like somebody would have reverted to that age. But for nobody to have really done that would then be supported by a fertility issue, which means there were just no preteens or no like 20s yeah. to have even gotten there yeah because without a fertility problem then you have a plot hole of like well then what happened to all those people it, it might be because and i'm now i'm i see your comment it said i thought they had fertility problems before linnea arrived yes mm-hmm. but it's almost like the way they said it in the episode was like so there's fertility problems and there's sterility <laughs> like that's two mm-hmm. different things right yeah or what are we talking about here you know like what level are we talking about? So, and it it, it never quite explained, you know, yeah. just how bad the pesticide was for, you know, fertility. Yeah. So again, we could have had, we could have used those seven minutes, people. We could have, I used guess <laughs> maybe, maybe there were people of a younger age and they just ended up dying mm-hmm. through the de aging process. They were de aged out of existence, Benjamin Button style. So, Anyway, we're going to go with that. Let's yeah. go with that. I like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Okay, I think this is over. <laughs> yeah, I think over. I would have liked the episode to end um, with maybe like Linnea looking over her shoulder and like giving them a look of not like, I know who I am, bitch. Fooled you again. Mm. That would have been more interesting. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. So at least we would be out there wondering when her villainess would come out. Yeah. Mm. All right. Whose turn is it? Man, I don't know anymore. Like, not uh, me. I did the fridge one. I had done the two. I think I did two before then. Yeah, I think it's my turn. Well, you know, you you have the strongest opinions on this episode. Oh, tomato, tomato. You know what's (laughs) next, though? You know what's next? Oh, John memories. memories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get a two-parter in there. Coming up. It's okay. Action. You guys are going to get exactly the close the iris that this episode deserves. 
Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta get ready for this. Get the, get the thing ready. I, I gotta get that. Okay, okay. Go. Okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where, wait, where in the notes is the, to, is the... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Just go to, the, just go to our I got, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. I got it, I got it. Boo, tomato, tomato, boo. Close the iris. Boo, tomato, tomato. 